You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone Philadelphia, right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Uh, The Press Zone, of course, is a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are so glad that you are here with us today. Uh, Yeah, it's the end of June, but there's still hockey to talk about and uh, still Flyers hockey news to talk about. So we're glad you're here with us. Lots to cover today. I should mention that I am uh, not only your host, but also the lead correspondent at the AHL Report. Uh, My name is Amy Johnson, and I'm joined each and every week by uh, my tremendous co-host. He is our founder here at Rocket Sports Media, also our editor-in-chief, and he is the one and only Rick Stevens. How are you today? Thrilled to be here. Thrilled, you say? Thrilled. Thrilled, you say? I say thrilled. You say thrilled. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Because we're talking hockey. We are talking hockey. I should say, um, and you're actually getting a, a an added benefit because on our on our sister podcast, The Press Zone Montreal, I was negligent in mentioning this. So you're getting a bonus here on The Press Zone Philadelphia. Uh, I should say, happy Canada Day a couple of days early to you, July 1st. Thank you. We'll be taking place, uh, your celebrations, and uh, to all of our American listeners, and and to any of our Canadian listeners, uh, happy Canada Day, and to my fellow American listeners, uh, happy Independence Day, 4th of July coming up this weekend. So uh, uh, not only a big week for hockey, as we're in the Stanley Cup final, uh, kind of exciting to have the Stanley Cup final and the summertime Canada Day, 4th of July celebrations all happening at once. It's, It's a lot of excitement for one week. And then right into the Olympics. And then, right, yes, the Olympics aren't aren't far behind that, which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of sports. Basketball playoffs are still going on uh, as well. And uh, Tour de France. Tour de France is going on. I've been... Re- <laughs> Did you, you saw that, that clip I sent you? Oh, my gosh. My pet peeve. My absolute pet... Why I, why I, I hate watching that sport... Is the spectators is the that spectators get in the, that get jump in the, in the road yeah. and get in the? And I agree. There's some of them that are way too aggressive. Uh, guy with a sign in the middle of the road causes a huge wreck right on the first day of the tour uh, in the first stage. Um, just awful, absolutely awful, just irresponsible. Um, I have been awful and terrible in that the Tour de France. I know this is a hockey podcast, but Tour de France is actually one of my niche sporting events that I actually really enjoy watching. I don't follow cycling throughout the year, except for the Tour de France. I just, the, the, 
the athleticism that it takes to climb. The well, that in the Crokinole Championships, you're you're excited about. Uh huh. It's right up there with the Cornhole Championships. <laughs> which happens for whatever reason to be on ESPN every other minute. I don't know why, uh, but just the scenery and the athleticism of climbing the Pyrenees and the Alps on a bike, which is something I could never do. Uh, I'm, I'm always amazed at what it takes to do a three week bicycle race. Um, and I've been very remiss this year because hockey's still going on. I haven't even had a chance to watch a single stage. And I, I usually, <laughs> you'll love that. I usually do a fantasy tour de France lineup. I usually play fantasy cycling. That's how much of a geek I am about the tour de France. Um, but instead this week I was using my DraftKings app, and, you know, doing some betting on the Stanley Cup final game one. So I was was in there. I had a good reason. Sorry, Tour de France. I'll, I'll get there. Um, DraftKings has many different sports. They do. They absolutely do. And, you know, DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sports book, but it's uh, pretty much America's top rated sports book. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. It's got plenty of instructions for new bettors. Uh, and really nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. Uh, my friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and hey, I know you will too. So listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that's still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Now, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you'll claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And remember, that's promo code THPN. It stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, just one of the ways that we can uh, bring you some fun promo items as an affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. So today, what are we going to talk about? Well, no, the Flyers are not playing hockey. We understand that. But there are still some pretty notable things that are going on. And frankly, the alumni have been busier than ever. Uh, We're just going to tell you how that Flyers alumni versus Warriors uh, showcase went over the weekend. That happened on uh, Sunday. Huge success. Uh, Packed house. uh, And uh, really, really tremendous event that took place then that was immediately followed by the annual alumni golf tournament uh, on monday also a big success lots of representation we'll get you up to speed on that a bit and of course yes hockey is still going on right now the stanley cup final kicked off uh this week with game one of the montreal canadians and the tampa bay lightning so rick and i'll just uh give you just kind of a you know an overview of who to watch Maybe some predictions. We'll see how it goes. Uh, then in our second segment, of course, we've got lots of news for you around the AHL. Uh, some AHL head coaching news. 
who's staying, who's going. Uh, also some uh, front office management for some AHL franchises, new GMs that are appearing. Uh, Want to give a stick tap to our friend and colleague uh, in Hershey uh, with the Hershey Bears, someone in their organization who's been recognized for his hard work by the American Hockey League. Also, there is a, a new affiliate coming into the NHL this season uh, in the fall, the Seattle Kraken. And they've made an announcement about what they're planning to do uh, for an AHL affiliation come the fall. So we'll talk to you a bit about that. And uh, it's already time to start talking about World Juniors for next year. Uh, some news out of USA Hockey that just hit uh, the airwaves, so to speak. So we'll bring you up to speed on that as well. Uh, but first and foremost, Philadelphia Flyers, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, it's the alumni show. Let me tell you, the alumni were busy, busy, busy uh, this past weekend. Um, first up was the Flyers alumni versus the Flyers Warriors showcase game that took place on Sunday. Let me tell you, Rick, there were the the, the place was packed with fans, um, and the photos. Uh, our our friend Heather Barry, who uh, we run into quite frequently at. Uh, She's a professional photographer that uh, that takes photos both for the fan uh, at Phantoms games and at Flyers games. Uh, she had some tremendous. She f she photographed this game on Sunday. Had some tremendous uh, photos out. The uniforms looked great. The alumni were dressed in uniforms that were all uh, in camouflage. They had camo uniforms on as a as a tip of the hat to their Flyers Warriors counterparts. Um, packed house. I, I think you even noticed that there was a photo of what looked like a proposal. <laughs> it, it looked like that. <laughs> I, think. Uh, I think there was a, a wedding proposal there. I think there was. But it was, um, you know, we're, we're in the midst of the Stanley Cup finals and it was the 1974 uh, Stanley Cup finals, Philadelphia uh, against uh, Boston. And uh, Legendary coach uh, Fred Shiro told his team, uh, win today and we walk together forever. And that's certainly, okay, we skate together forever. That <laughs> certainly applies to the, the Flyers alumni. Uh, that was quite a squad that they put together uh, of former greats uh, to uh, go up against the Warriors. Absolutely. And while uh, it seems that a lot of fun was had by everyone I got to say, it was definitely the alumni that came out on top. They played three 20-minute games. Uh, the alumni took all of them. They took the first one, six to nothing. The second one, six to one. John LeClaire had a hat trick in that one. Uh, and uh, they won the third one, six to three. So the Warriors got better each 20-minute game. You know, not, no goals in the first one, one goal in the second one. Put up three in the third one. Uh, Robert Esch, of course, uh, manning the crease for the alumni for, for all three games. So they, they finally got some pucks past him by the end of the day. But uh, the alumni, relentless, 12 goal, uh, sorry, 18 goals in all. Hat trick by LeClaire. Danny Briere had a had a few uh, had a few points as well. A couple goals, a couple assists. Chris Terrian uh, putting up some points. Um Really just a, a just a really fun occasion. Joe Watson was recognized all weekend, both both at this event and uh, at the golf tournament for his 54 years of service to the to the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Joe Watson, a very big figure uh, with the alumni and, and with the Flyers organization. And Rick, it just seemed uh, seemed like it was a very big success uh, and that everyone had a lot of fun. 
And it was a big deal. Gritty was there. Gritty um, was there. <laughs> Lauren Hart was there. Lauren yeah. Hart did O Canada and the Star Spangled Banner. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a rendition of God Bless America. Um, it was uh, what a great event. Absolutely tremendous event. Uh, look for the pictures online, uh, and uh, you'll you'll get if you didn't uh, have the good fortune of getting tickets and getting down there for the game, at least relive it through through the photos. Uh, really tremendous tremendous effort, um, and that was then followed by the alumni golf tournament that took place uh, yesterday on Monday. More than fifty alumni were in attendance, including um, there were a couple of uh, current Flyers players there: Sam Moran, Carson. Tor- Rinsky were, were seen uh, making an appearance. Um, lots of alumni. Briere was there again. I actually post, uh, you'll see the, the photo for this podcast today is a, a picture that Zach Hill from the Flyers organization had posted um, of Marty Buran, good old friends, Marty Buran and Danny Briere uh, in matching polo shirts uh, at, the, at the golf tournament. Uh, great, great photo. Um, Another really important person who was there, Rick, we've talked many times uh, about the new initiative that the alumni organization has put together this year. Uh, We spoke about this with Brad Marsh. It's called Every Child Deserves a Bike um, and was they've started doing this initiative to have a custom made uh, bicycle presented to uh, a child with special needs every month. Um, But this whole initiative was started when they did it for the first time back in December, thinking they were doing it just as a as a Christmas uh, item. Well, the young lady who received that first bike, her name is Lucy, and she's the one that kind of inspired this to become a regular thing for the alumni. Well, Lucy and her family were there at the golf tournament yesterday. And she had her bike, her very special bike and and was riding it all over the place. Um, just really tremendous to see her there and the family there. Uh, of course, proceeds from uh, both events this weekend are going to uh, to charitable causes. And uh, every child deserves a bike. If you just go to flyersalumni.net, you'll find all the information there to make a donation. Uh, it's a really great initiative. And it seems like they had, I mean, it was hot yesterday, but uh, they had great weather for the golf tournament. Well, the Flyers alumni, and, and it was Brad Marsh who said that this when uh, he talked to us. Their their motto is a flyer once, a flyer always, and so there there seems to be this this brotherhood uh, that exists, and they get together and put together wonderful events. Mm-hmm. They really do. Uh, they do. They do a lot of really great work in the community. Um, and again, Joe Watson, of course. Uh, after the golf tournament, there was silent auction and 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 dinner. Uh, and so forth. I believe Joe Watson spoke. Uh, he was honored uh, once again. Uh, in fact, our, our friend Bill Meltzer, I believe, has been commissioned to start working with Joe on his biography. So we might have to have Bill on the on the show again sometime soon to just to talk about that and to talk about these events that took place and what a success they were. Um, while all of that's happening, however, the NHL is still in the thick of things. Um, and we're finally at the last chapter of this, of this odd, crazy season that we've had, uh, the Stanley cup final just kicking off, uh, on Monday night, uh, game one against them, uh, for the Montreal Canadians versus the Tampa Bay lightning. And, uh, Rick, it was, um, regardless of, of fan affiliation for hockey fans, it was quite a boisterous, um, 
<laughs> boisterous 60 minutes of hockey. Uh, Philly fans might have liked how physical it was. Uh, former Flyer Luke Shen not in the lineup for this one, but um, it was um, it was a little one-sided. Um, and some controversial things, of course, between missed calls or uh, physicality that got a little out of hand. What are what are really the big things that you see as, you know, if if you're a hockey fan who's not necessarily a fan of either of the two teams in this Stanley Cup final, what are the things to really watch for in this series? All kinds of storylines here. And and the game last night even was was tight. It was a one-goal game until midway through the third period. So uh, and, and then Tampa broke it open. Um, you mentioned physicality. There were 115 hits uh, combined between the two teams recorded uh, last night. You you have uh, two of the, the best goal tenders in the National Hockey League uh, going head-to-head. Um, you have uh, Tampa Bay, who uh, are, are coming in as uh, uh, reigning champions, uh, one, winning the Stanley Cup last season. Uh, the Canadian, uh, the Montreal Canadiens being that Cinderella team this year. And, and uh, um, you know, the, the, the Canadians are, are similar to, uh, in the way, the style they play to the New York Islanders. And the Islanders took uh, the Lightning to seven games. So uh, there's still lots of hockey to be played. Um, you know, there was there's a couple of, of uh, players who uh, switched teams. Uh, Canadian draft picks uh, uh, Ryan McDonough and and Mikhail Sergachev now playing such a key role for uh, Tampa. Uh, and and just um, you know, there's there's regular season hockey, there's playoff hockey, and then uh, it's another step up uh, to uh, Stanley Cup final hockey. Uh, the first game was. Uh, was full of uh, excitement. It was a thrill to watch, and I'm sure that uh, uh, that the uh, upcoming games will be the same. Absolutely. If you are interested in following, uh, most of our listeners will know that uh, here at Rocket Sports Media, we not only cover the Flyers and the Phantoms, but we also, uh, Rick heads up our Montreal Canadiens coverage as well. If you're interested in following that coverage, be sure to follow at AllHabs on Twitter. Um and, uh, of course, for our Flyers fans, not only we, of course, recommend that you follow at the AHL Report, but we also have a dedicated Twitter account just for you, at the Flyers Report. Uh, there we pass along and share all of the Flyers and Phantoms and Reading Royals-related information as, as it comes across our desk. Um, and, of course, um, that includes each week's episode of the Press Zone Philadelphia uh, and uh, sharing of, of news and game recaps throughout the season and so on and so forth. So be sure you're following uh, at the Flyers Report. And if you'd like to follow along uh, with the Canadians coverage, you're welcome to do that at All Habs. Uh, and uh, it's sure to be a wild ride. Uh, we'll see how deep this series can go. If the Canadians put up a fight, it could be a full couple of weeks uh, before we find out who is going to lift Lord Stanley uh, in, the, in the year 2021. Uh, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to go around the AHL, talk about some uh, head coaching news for the American League in this offseason, uh, some front office changes for the AHL, uh, for one particular AHL franchise, as well as uh, say congratulations to a friend and colleague of ours in uh, Hershey, who, who works for the Hershey Bears, and give you an update on what the Seattle Kraken has in store for their AHL affiliation this coming season. All that and more when we come back right after this. 
The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Uh, you can also find Rick at All Habs. You can find me at Flyers Rule. And uh, we are just glad to have you here today. We've got lots of AHL news to cover for you. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about some head coaching news. Uh, and we'll start with the Bell. Senators Troy Mann. Uh, it's been announced that he has had a contract extension uh, for another two seasons. And Rick, I think this is a very solid uh, signing for for Belleville. Troy Mann has done a tremendous job with Belleville over the past few seasons. Uh, the the Ottawa pipeline for prospects uh, is is looking pretty good, um, and. There's been a number of prospects that Troy Mann has helped to develop who have already started to transition to the NHL, and there's more on the way. Uh, I think this was a very solid uh, decision for Belleville to keep him on. Tons of experience. One of the most experienced uh, coaches in the AHL, uh, Troy Mann with David Bell and Ben Sexton. It's a good coaching crew, uh, and then they've done a great job, and they, they will have uh, a lot more talent coming in again this year, and, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, as you said, the pipeline uh, to develop the youth uh, for the Ottawa Senators. Where one strong coach is staying, uh, another one is departing. Uh, kind of surprising news for Manitoba Moose fans this past week to learn that Pascal Vincent, uh, Vincent is 
heading out, uh, heading over to the Columbus Blue Jackets to take up an associate coach position behind the NHL bench with Brad Larson. Uh, and uh, Rick, this is a this is a big deal for for Pascal to be leaving Manitoba. He has spent a, a significant amount of time there. He has done very well uh, with the Winnipeg prospects and development and their AHL team. Um, while I'm thrilled that he's getting the opportunity to to coach at the NHL level, this this leaves a, a big hole for Manitoba. For sure. He's he's uh, done an excellent job uh, developing the prospects. Uh, and of course, he's, you know, he he has uh, coaching experience at all levels. Um, he was uh, a coach in the queue with, uh, with the Montreal Juniors. Um, he's uh, been an assistant coach uh, with the Jets at the NHL level. Um, and now he goes to Columbus as an associate coach um, uh, with their NHL group. I thought it was interesting that Pascal said, uh, was quoted, you know, everything that I've heard about Brad is outstanding, but those are only words until you speak to the guy. Our first 15 minutes, I felt like, okay, I feel like I've known this guy forever, like we're old buddy- buddies or something. We just connected, and I feel very lucky that he felt the same way toward me. And that that's, that's a pretty profound statement to say, you know, I think everyone can relate to to meeting someone that they've worked with or that that they in immediately just feel like, oh, I could talk to you forever, or I feel like we're old friends. Um, and for them to have connected on that level right right from the get go, I think that's going to be make it for a strong uh, coaching coaching team there. Um, moving from coaches to general managers, there's uh, some some new faces. Uh, for the Toronto Marlies and uh, the ECHL affiliate of the, of the Maple Leafs, the Newfoundland Growlers, they uh, the Leafs announced that Ryan Hardy is joining the Marlies organization as actually the the Maple Leafs organization as the senior director of minor league operations, um, and in this role he's going to be the GM of the Toronto Marlies as well as the GM of the Newfoundland Growlers. Um, and Rick, I think this is an interesting, um, you know, Lawrence Gilman was was the GM for the Marlies for the past three years. He's now being promoted to to senior VP of the Marlies um, and, and will still have a have a footprint there. But this is an interesting hire, I think, that I, this whole senior director of minor league operations almost falls hand in hand with how you've compared Toronto's uh, – almost MLB style setup of, of AAA and AA when it comes to the AHL and ECHL. And now they have a guy that they've brought in just to oversee their minor league operations, really keeping a tight ship, same system, the three clubs all kind of working uh, in sync with one another. I think it's a very interesting hire. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. We touched on it last week uh, with our interview with uh, Mark Waitman, Mark Waitman and how mm-hmm. their uh, approach is going to differ from a, an organization like uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and as you said, more of an MLB approach, the the AAA, AA uh, um, uh, approach and 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 but bringing them all bringing both the ECHL team and the AHL team under one umbrella so that they can uh, use the same methods you, uh, you know be involved in in hiring the coach all of that sort of thing um, it's uh, it's very interesting uh, Ryan Hardy we know Ryan Hardy um, that uh, from from a Canadian's perspective we know Ryan Hardy was. Uh, 
the GM of the uh, Chicago Steel. Chicago Steel were the, um, in the UC- USHL, they were the Clark Cup champions. And um, the GM for Habs prospect, Sean Farrell, who has such a spectacular season uh, this last year. Absolutely. So uh, congratulations to him. It'll be interesting to see uh, how that format works out for them with, with their management um, levels there. Um, Want to say a congratulations to our friend and colleague, Zach Fish of the Hershey Bears. Uh, he is, I want to say, you know, he's he's the team's broadcaster and, and play-by-play guy, but really Zach wears a million hats in terms of media relations, public relations, broadcasting, so on and so forth. And the American Hockey League has has realized that as well uh, and selected Zach, who is the manager of media relations and broadcasting for the Hershey Bears, as this year's winner of the AHL Ken McKenzie Award, uh, which recognizes the important role played by team management in building a successful franchise uh, presented every year to an AHL team executive who most successfully promotes his or her own club and Rick I think I think that's a that's a pretty big compliment to to Zach Fish who many might think just does the play-by-play but really he does so much more than that he does um and and not just not that he just does the play-by-play which is hard in, enough. My, in, <laughs> in my view um it's it's the broadcast he is the voice of the bears it is the broadcast i like to listen to uh i think he is uh the best broad uh, play-by-play broadcaster in the ahl but in addition to that he does so many other things mm-hmm. uh for the hershey bears and uh, we always loved seeing him in the in the press box of the Giant Center, uh, and look forward to seeing him again soon. But congratulations, Zach! Uh, very well deserved honor uh, for you and and the entire uh, team there. Of course, this year brings not only a new NHL team, but uh, there is a new AHL team on the horizon when the Seattle Kraken finally do uh, debut their AHL affiliate in another season in the fall of 2022. Uh, But since Seattle is entering the NHL this coming season in 2021, uh, they do need a place to call home in the AHL for a season. And so it was announced this week that the Seattle Kraken will partner with uh, the Florida Panthers and share the Charlotte Checkers as a dual affiliation this year. Um, which, you know, some may have thought, wow, that's all the way on the other coast. Um, but Charlotte, keep in mind, was one of the three AHL teams who opted out of playing this year. Uh, so, of course, um, you know, this will grab some more fans. Seattle fan fans are certainly... Um, very much looking forward to getting things underway. Uh, so not only will they have Florida Panther fans, but they'll also bring in a fan base from Seattle to to have all eyes on the Charlotte Checkers this year uh, for their dual affiliation. Florida Panthers love to share because they shared uh, <laughs> the AHL affiliate with um, with Tampa and Sy- in Syracuse last year. So. Um, yeah, this uh, this looks like it'll work out for the Kraken. They'll they'll uh, they'll um, plant uh, eight to twelve players uh, there in Charlotte, including a goaltender, and uh, should be an, a good working arrangement until they have their own uh, affiliate one hundred percent next year. 
And of course, Ron Francis uh, is is well familiar with the CEO and owner of the Charlotte Checkers. Um, and so that also certainly helped to to speed things along there as well. So it uh, it will certainly be interesting to see how that all works out. Um, stepping outside of the AHL, just want to make mention of the fact that we can begin talking about world juniors uh the u.s uh, usa hockey just announced today their 44 invitees to uh this year's world junior summer showcase to be held at the usa hockey arena in plymouth michigan um interestingly enough with the draft taking place a month late this year the draft is actually coinciding with this little mini tournament this year which is which is interesting this tournament begins on July 24th and runs through the 31st where they'll play 11 games between USA Hockey, Team Finland, and Team Sweden. Um, the dra- the first round of the draft is on the 23rd. So a lot of these, uh, there's plenty of draft-eligible guys on this roster for, for USA Hockey and will be for Finland and Sweden. Uh, and before they even drop the puck for the first day of the tournament on Saturday the 24th, there's a good chance that a number of them will have been drafted the night prior uh, or will be selected throughout the first couple of days of the of the, the for the first day of the tournament on Saturday the twenty fourth. But um, Rick, with uh, with the forty four players that have been announced who've been invited for USA Hockey, there's a number. I think there's about six or so who are who are returning. Um, some of them were part of last year's World Junior Team. Uh, there are no Philadelphia Flyers prospects. As, as of yet, maybe the Flyers will take someone in the draft who, who is already invited. Um, but the Canadians do have one prospect who will be attending. One prospect, that being Luke Tuck. We saw his uh, his brother uh, in uh, with uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in the playoffs. Uh, Luke Tuck uh, from um, Boston University in the Hockey East uh, will be there. He was taken in the 2020 draft in the uh, second round. But as you said, uh, on this list, uh, a lot is going to change um, mm-hmm. because there will be uh, the NHL entry draft. I, I guess, um, you know, we, we get that question from time to time. Hey, once the Stanley Cup's awarded, what are you guys going to talk about? Well, <laughs> well, we have the um, expansion draft on the 21st. We have the NHL entry draft on the 23rd and, and 24th of July. And then, as you said, we move into the World Junior Summer, Summer Showcase. So there's and free uh, agency. Uh, oh, absolutely. There's plenty to talk about. <laughs> lots and lots to talk about. So trust me when we say we are not going anywhere all summer. Uh we really mean it. Uh, we'll be here. We'll be here throughout the off season because, frankly, sometimes it feels like the off season is busier than hockey season, if that's even possible. Um, but lots of uh, lots of great prospects on on this list, um, and uh, the summer showcase is always a, a really interesting tournament to to keep eyes on. Uh, it's a it's a good look at some of good early look at some of the draft picks, um, and. Also, just to see how some of the young prospects are shaping up over the summer. So uh, we will we will be sure to bring you coverage of that. Um, and it's an exciting time for sure. It's hard to believe uh, that's only about a month away. Um, which, as I'm saying that, that's only about a month away. Rick, our, the feel-good finale for, for this week really is um, just stepping back for a moment to appreciate the fact that... Uh, 
kind of historically, uh, we are witnessing hockey, we're about to witness NHL hockey still being played in the month of July uh, because of the way the schedule had been affected and adjusted this year. Uh, likely won't see that happen again. Usually the Stanley Cup has has well been awarded by now. Um, but it's kind of exciting for fans uh, that, you know, we're we're deep into kind of midsummer uh, by the time the cup will be awarded this year. I was thinking about that, that yes, the, this, we're right in the middle of, of uh, uh, the, the Stanley Cup final as we move into July. Hockey in July used to mean, at least for me, um, is, uh, was development camps and the draft yeah. that happened at the end of June. And uh, I would head over to um, Brassard uh, in early July. And, um, order the, the skate zone and Voorhees uh, for, uh, for our flyers. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, and I'd get there and there would be uh, no one else there. I'd turn the lights on um, yeah, <laughs> in, in the media area. Uh, and there would there was uh, virtually no coverage uh, at that time. And now uh, you have uh, all the media and all the attention mm-hmm. on hockey, all of it on the, the Stanley Cup final. And it's uh, it's a wonderful thing. It really is. Uh, appreciate it while you have it. Uh, this this time next year, uh, people will be doing the the hashtag. Is it October yet? <laughs> so so don't take it for granted. Appreciate every bit of it. Um, Rick, of course, we want to make sure that everyone is subscribed to both this podcast and our sister podcast, The Canadians Connection, hosted by you and Joe Whalen. Um, best way to do that is simply to subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Just look down. What 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 are you using to listen to this podcast right now? Uh, just double check that you're subscribed. Uh, if you've missed any episodes, go to the pre- uh, thepresszone.fm. That's where you'll find the archive. Uh, in fact, Rick mentioned that last week uh, we had an interview with Mark Waitman. Mark Waitman is the president and CEO of the uh, new ECHL franchise, the Trois-Rivières Lions, uh, the ECHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. We had an extensive one-on-one exclusive interview with Mark last week filled with information about the ECHL, the ECHL in Quebec, uh, the franchise, the affiliation with the Canadians and how that will work. Uh, if you're interested in the ECHL, uh, you know, for, for, for Flyers fans and Philadelphia fans, this is a new opponent who will be coming into Reading uh, this season and Reading will be venturing up to Quebec. Uh, so great to get to know uh, a new opponent for the Reading Royals. Uh, so be sure you if you missed that last week, be sure you head over to thepresszone.fm and check out that episode. And uh, we've got some more, we've got some more interviews coming up here in the next couple of weeks that I think you're going to be pretty excited about. Saw the Trois Rivière Lions uh, tweeting today that they're putting the ice in, uh, yeah. so it's all getting quite real in their brand spanking new uh, arena. That's right. Uh, and we, of course, thank you for joining us each and every week. We've, uh, we'll have lots to talk about next week as uh, the march towards the Stanley Cup keeps advancing. Uh, the, the picture will look very different uh, when it comes back uh, around to next Tuesday, the next time we meet. Uh, and we'll have lots of news uh, from the AHL, the NHL, the ECHL, and beyond. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're, we appreciate that you're here each and every week. And Enjoy hockey, enjoy the the hot weather, stay safe, and we'll see you back here for another great episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit ahlreport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.